This is Joe Peters of Coldwell Banker, and I'm about to interview Steve Peter, who is our county clerk in Somerset County. We're going to discuss the voting procedures for 2020, which are quite different than years gone past. Let me introduce Steve Peter. I'm sitting with Steve Peter. We have a very similar last name, just one S difference. Yes. And Steve, I met about two years ago at an ELC meeting at the Verve in uh, Somerset. I don't remember who was the speaker, but I remember we sat next to each other. And um, since voting has changed its dynamics this year dramatically, I thought I'd have Steve come on and talk about what the people in Somerset County can expect to see and how they should be reacting. First of all, I got a card from the post office, which, and then I got a card from Mary Melfi and I'm in Hunterdon County and her card was bigger than the post office. And I tried to compare the two and I couldn't. Um, So when I spoke to her last week, she said the card from the post office would probably make really good trash. (laughs) Yes, I I would, I would put it in your recycling bin or if you've got a, uh, if you've got a bird and you need something on the bottom of the uh, cage, that's a, a perfect thing for it. I think they had to do something legally and they meant well, but I think it was a little confusing. So if you've gotten a card from the post office, Steve and his counterpart in Hunter didn't feel that, it's probably something you don't need to pay much attention to. Secondly, um, she sent a great big card with instructions and I'm sure you did something similar. Yeah, I've got in, in the ballot that got sent out, I've got a, a very large guide on how to fill out the ballot and how to vote and why you're getting the ballot. Okay. Um, in our case, both in English and in Spanish. Wow. And I heard you say on the interview last week that um, it was at your best Spanish. But what, <laughs> what percentage of your uh, voting public is Spanish? Do you know offhand? I don't know off the top of my head, but um, we have several municipalities where uh, with a very large Spanish-speaking population. Right, I would think Down Brook and uh, others. That yeah, Franklin don't... has quite a few. Even even south of in Somerville has quite a few. That's true. That's true. I did the leadership hundred and sixteen. I did leadership Somerset in eighteen, and I got to really understand your county well. Um, that is about when I met you, probably. Mm-hmm. The, um, how many you you have about three hundred and twenty thousand people in Somerset County, right? And how many ballots registered voters are there? We've got about uh, two hundred and fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty. Only eighty percent again. That's yeah. a big proportion, Mary. Yeah. Um, so each one of those two hundred and fifty thousand people got one of these great big envelopes from you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I know I know we're doing audio for the podcast, but I'll show yeah. you a copy of what mine looks like. Every, every county in the state has a slightly different design, um, and we change it from from election to election. You know, I, I put mine with a, a nice big red bar across it that says "official ballot enclosed." Wow! And even in spite of doing that, I get calls from people that said, "I didn't realize it was the ballot. I threw it away." Oh my goodness! So, uh, a- as an ad advertising uh, uh, aficionado, if you if you can give me some tips, for <laughs> what else I can do to get people not to throw these away, I would appreciate it. I don't know if there is because, quite honestly, I'm just, the sun is out and it's shining on me. Um, 
I know because I don't do a lot of mail advertising for my real estate business. I'm, I'm a realtor in Hunter and Somerset County, but my office is in Warren Watchung. I live over in the Clinton area. I've, um, I love both counties. It's, it's a great combination of, uh, it gets better and better no matter where you go between the two counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no right place to live, but I know from advertising how I treat mail when I walk to the mailbox, I'm sorting it out on the way into the house. And those great big postcards that I get from lots of other realtors don't make it past the garbage bin. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm typically tossing them. And and that could be what happened to your envelopes too, because even though it looks like it's official, you don't know how many people get from things like your car warranty is going to wear out oh, yes. and all of it. So I can understand. So what would happen if somebody threw theirs away? What should they do? If they've thrown theirs away, they can either call my office or uh, I put a web form on our website where you can okay. just type in the information and request a duplicate ballot. Uh, I'm going to take the, the audio part of this podcast and put it, I'm going to publish it tomorrow morning, a, a um, web page with it on so they can play it back and they can see what the link is to the website as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whether or not they got it and kept it or got it and threw it away and called you, eventually they'll get another one. And then it's going to have what in it? What are the parts that are inside the envelope? So it's going to have the, the letter with the instructions that, right. uh, that I wrote up. It's going to have the official ballot. Right. It's going to have the certificate envelope. Right. Which is one of the most crucial pieces. And it's going to have the return envelope. Some clerks call it a transport envelope. Okay. So if they wanted to, before we go further on this path, if they wanted to do a absentee ballot, is that still available to them? There is, New Jersey has kind of collapsed the terminology. Uh, everything is now called vote by mail ballot. Okay. The term absentee is not used in New Jersey since I believe 2009. So absentee used to mean if you were overseas in the service, out of state at election time, you could ask right. an absentee and there was a procedure for this. Yeah. That is still in place for those conditions or? So it, it, in, in, in a, a normal election cycle, um, if you know you're gonna be away for election day or otherwise engaged, um, let's say you're working the polls, right. um, you can apply for a vote by mail ballot. Um, and there's an application form on our website, on the state's website. Um, and that you can actually apply just to have it for a single election, or you can choose to have it sent to you automatically from all future elections from that time forward until you contact us in writing and cancel that. Okay. Um, but this election, because of the, the health uh, crisis going on right now, um, the governor uh, and the legislature decided to go ahead and send all active registered voters a ballot without the need for a request. So regardless of what county you're in, county you're in, if you're a registered voter, you will get this mail by vote, vote by mail with the four pieces we talk. Secondly, what if you're not registered yet? How long do you have to get registered? 
Um, as of the time we're recording this, uh, you've got uh, four days, basically. You've got until Tuesday, the 13th of October. So Tuesday, the 13th, there'll be a thing on site. You can register online, I take it. You can register online. You can register uh, at, the, at the Board of Elections office, um, or you can download the form and mail it in. Okay. Getting so, pretty close to the end for that. So if you haven't gotten one, you've either thrown it away thinking it was trash, or if you're not registered, you need to get registered and you will get one. So yes. all three ways, you've got one and you kept it, you got it thrown away, we're going to send you another one, but you've got to ask for it. Or you not registered to vote and you register, you're going to get the same envelope. Everybody's got the same thing. Exactly. And and it is a letter that tells you what to do. And if you're anything like me, I learn better by listening. That's why we're doing this than mm -hmm. not reading. And there's going to be a ballot in it that pertains to your municipality. That's correct. Yeah. And it will not have your name on it for security purposes, I understand. That's correct. Well, it actually has my name on it, but that's okay. that's because I'm county clerk. Got it. <laughs> county clerk. <laughs> so how long have you been county clerk now? I'm in my third year right now. Congratulations. And what is it, a five-year term? Five-year term, yes. Wow. So you need to take the ballot, you need to fill it out, and you need to return it. So let's talk about filling it out. There's many categories on the ballot. There's one for president. There's one for vice president. There's one for uh, the people who are running at the state level, the people who are running at the local level. And there's probably a couple of referendums. Like I think there's something on marijuana. Yeah. Year. Yeah, three, so, three public questions, um, and then school board as well. So when you went to the polling place in the past, you'd click a lever, and if you're voting for president and you click the second lever, it wouldn't let you do that. That's correct. Now yeah, you can physically, because it's in front of you, click both boxes off. What would happen if you check for both people in one of the categories? If you if you vote for more than the specified number, and different offices have different numbers of eligible candidates. For example, we have a, a freeholder race. This is the last year we're going to have a freeholder race. Okay. Starting next year, they're going to be called county commissioners. Um, but that's that's another discussion. But there are two of them running together, so you can vote for up to two freeholders. Got it. For president, as you said, you can only select one. If for some reason you were to vote for two, fill in two of the ovals, um, when that machine gets scanned through the system, it will say, wait a second, you voted for more than you're permitted to. That's considered an overvote. And that particular office doesn't have any valid vote for it. For that okay. ballot. So if you did everything right, except you voted for two people for president, your vote for president wouldn't be registered because it doesn't right. know what to do, but it would use the rest of the ballot. Yeah, everything else, so long as you didn't vote for three freeholders. And if you left anything off, just like when you're in a poll, you didn't vote. Like, for instance, I don't vote for the school board because my kids are grown and gone, and I figured the school people, kids in school. Can. So that hasn't changed. So you fill out your ballot, and you now take the ballot and you put it in the certification envelope. Right. And that's the smaller of the two envelopes that are in there. Yes. And it's got a place where you need to, you need to seal it and you need to sign it. Yes. You need to, to fill out your name, your address and sign it. It's, it's the envelope. You say it's the smaller of the two. It is. But it's also the one that has the extra long flap on it. 
Okay. And it's very important not to detach that flap. Right. And all the counties have verbiage on here. Do not detach this. Um, the single biggest issue that we have when ballots get returned and why they get rejected is because people tear that off. Uh, so point. follow the directions. When it says do not detach, do okay. not detach. So you filled out the ballot. You're careful only to check one for each one. There's only one allowed. You put it in the return envelope. You fill out the information required on the return envelope and you sign it, but you're not yet finished. You now have to put it in the bigger uh, transit envelope, which yes. is the return envelope, whether you're going to carry it in or mail it in, it's got to exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and actually there are four different ways that you can submit this, right. this particular election. So you can uh, put it in the U.S. Postal Service. Um, it, the, the closer we get in to the election, the less I recommend that. You can take it to one of the secure drop boxes. And Somerset County has 13 drop boxes and they're on your throughout site. the county. And those are all under 24-hour video surveillance. They're emptied every single day by the Board of Elections. Um, so it, that, that's a very secure way to do it. And actually, that's how I return my ballot. Okay. Um, you can come into the atrium of the county administration building at 20 Grove Street in Somerville and return it to the Board of Elections. And to do that, you will need to bring your completed ballot, your identification, and you're gonna give your ballot to the, the board worker and sign a book saying that you've returned your ballot. And can you bring one, let's say for your wife as well? So you can bring your own ballot and the ballot of up to three others, so long as you fill in, there's an area here at the side of the envelope. It's called the bearer portion. Right. You fill that out before you bring those in. So you bring your own, you can bring three others, but you don't fill anything out if it's just your own on the outside envelope. That's correct. Yeah, you're not your own bearer. And, and a question that we get frequently is, um, does the, the mail carrier count as a bearer? No, that's part of their job. They don't have to fill that out and follow the rules. It would, would be a very small election if each carrier could only take three ballots. Right. So um, that, that was three ways. One is you could put it in the mail and the closer you get to election, the little more concerning that is because they will take anything that's postmarked up until the day of election, which is That's, the third, yeah. I believe, this year. Third, yeah. I forget it this year. Uh, you can also drop it off at one of the certified drop boxes. And they're open right now. You don't have to wait till yeah. election day. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're all listed on the site, which will be in my blog post. Or you can carry it down to the county offices. And at that point, you will have to give them some identification that you are you and you carry it in. Yes, and that's correct. The fourth way will be actually on election day, I guess. Yes, the fourth way is new this particular election. And that is you can take your completed vote by mail ballot. And, and this is one where there are no bearers. You can only take your own. Okay. And you can take it to the polling place. There will be, we hope, a separate line for people who want to go in and fill out a provisional ballot. We'll get to that in a minute. Yep. And those people who are returning their voted vote by mail ballots. 
you'll come in, you'll sign a certificate saying that this is me, this is my ballot. That's the same thing basically as signing the poll book in a normal election cycle. Right. And you can put it in the, the box there. But well, that's brand new. You cannot go to a voting machine. There's no voting machines open at the polling the, place. The voting machines, there will be one per polling place, and it is strictly for somebody who has a disability that does not allow them to vote on a paper ballot. And they okay. have to sign an affidavit saying that they have that disability. I didn't realize that. So that's something I learned. And then you can also, when you go to the polling place, fill out a provisional ballot. That's correct, yes. And what does that... So because everybody has been issued a vote by mail ballot, when you go to the polling place, they're going to give you a paper ballot that is in 99.9% of the ways identical to this vote by mail ballot. The only difference really is this title up here where it says official vote by mail ballot or mail-in ballot it will say official provisional ballot. Okay. Other than that, it's identical. So okay. you're gonna you're gonna get it. You're gonna sign a certificate saying that you're there to vote. You haven't turned in a vote by mail ballot. You're gonna take that over to a table and fill in the ovals just like you could do in the comfort of your own home right. with a nice cup of coffee or tea or scotch or whatever your beverage of preference is. You will fill out the provisional ballot return it to the board worker. Both the ballot box with the provisionals and the ballot box with the vote by mail ballots will come back to the county to be processed. But the provisionals can't be processed until after all of the vote by mail ballots have been processed. And why is that? Because the Board of Elections will cross-reference the list of people who have returned their vote by mail ballots to ensure that people who have voted a provisional haven't already voted a vote by mail ballot. Great. So you've, you're entitled to one vote and one vote only. So let me say it back to make sure I've got it. If you, for some reason, can't find your ballot on election day and you're meant to carry it down, you can go down and fill out one of these provisional ballots and your vote will still count. That's but correct. it will not be counted until all the vote by mails are counted, just to make sure that nobody, not you, nobody has voted twice. That's correct. Gone in, uh, they used to say vote early, vote often. <laughs> We're not letting that happen anymore. Okay. No, no. Okay, so. Certainly not in Somerset County. Yeah, I don't think in Hunterdon either. I don't no, not in Hunterdon either. So what we, we gave you four ways, mail it, Take it to a polling place on election day, take it to the county offices, or drop it off one of the drop boxes. All four ways eventually gets that sealed envelope that you brought in to the Board of Elections. That's correct. And what happens next? So at that point, the board will scan in on the back of the envelope. This one doesn't have it, and nobody who's listening to the podcast will see this. But there will be a, 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 a label, that's the word I'm looking for, right. on here that has your name, your voter identification number, and a barcode. And that barcode is scannable just like when you go to the store, you take one of those wands and you can scan it. Okay. And that allows the board to process these more rapidly. 
it then goes into the system saying Joe Peters has now returned his ballot. And the state has provided a system this year that you can sign up for to track when your ballot has been received by the County Board of Elections. And we're, we're gonna have that on your site as well. Right, exactly. And I understand um, if you sign up for that, you can also see previous years voting. You can right? see previous years. And if you vote by mail in the future, uh, even if it's not a mandated thing in the future, you can still go in and track your ballot at that. So it's, it's very worthwhile doing. So you scan this in and I guess next thing an electronic signature shows up and somebody verifies it. Too. Well, that, that, that will happen in the next stage. So okay. it, at that point, then they will remove the certificate envelope from the transport envelope, from the return envelope. That's where your signature is. Yep. And that is where they check your signature against the signature that's on file in the voter registration system. Great. After they've verified all of that, they will then remove this flap that says do not detach. Right. Kind of like the mattress tag, only to be done by the end consumer. So they will remove this. And at that point, your ballot is no longer yours. So it can't be identified as Joe Peter's ballot. Right. It is now a secure secret ballot. Right. That then goes on to a further room where just before election day, 10 days before in this particular case, they can be removed from that secure envelope and laid out into stacks of 100 ready to be entered into the scanning machine. Okay, so let's back up a half a step. You, uh -huh. you took the certification envelope and you took out the ballot, but before you did that, there's a signature check step somewhere. Yeah, there's a signature check, and then the that signature certificate is removed from the envelope. Got it. So that it is now a secret ballot. Okay, so what happens if the signature doesn't match? So if the signature doesn't match or is missing for some reason, right. and it's it's common that you're going through, and even though we put a nice big red X on here <laughs> where you should sign, People still, people still forget to do it. Um, the board is required to send you notification within 24 hours of when your ballot was received. Okay. Stating that your signature doesn't match or it's a missing signature. And they will ask you to provide additional information to confirm your identity and provide the signature. So the, the envelope is sort of quarantined along with your ballot till they hear back from you. That's correct, yeah. Okay, and uh, how do they get back to you? Do you have to fill another form out and send it in or come down? You, they, they will send the letter and indicate what needs to be returned with that. Some of it can be emailed, some of it can be mailed. Okay. Um, but the voter basically has until the 18th of November to get these defects cured. Okay, so break it down gently. It doesn't sound like we're going to have any results election day here. We're going to have some results election day, but we won't have final results until really the 20th, which is okay. when the boards need to be done with all the counting um, and have everything ready for certification. And that's the same across all 21 counties in New Jersey. Yes, all 21 counties. The boards have to be done on the 20th. The clerks get three days 
to fill in more paperwork than you've ever seen in your life right. and submit that to the state. So it's really the day before Thanksgiving that we're going to have final counts. Yes. And we really have final counts or will it? At, at that point, we will have final counts. Okay. Um, the, the electoral college has to meet on the 14th of December. Right. So everything needs to be certified by the 23rd so that the electors can be appointed and make their way to Trenton and the respective state capitals. Okay, so what happens if you didn't return your disputed signature information? Is your quarantine vote set aside then? Yes, yeah, if you do not cure your signature, um, then that ballot is, is not counted, that is ruled invalid. Okay, so we've got four ways of returning. The signature is verified the same way in wall four. And if your signature is not, it was a cold day when you signed it and it doesn't look like the original, you're going to get a chance to cure that. It'll be quarantined. If you don't cure it, it will then be set aside and not counted. But finally, you have in stacks of 100, I could just see, I don't know how many stacks of 100, 250 comes out. 250 yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating about 180,000 being returned this year. Okay. Based on 2016 and what I've seen so far from the enthusiasm. And those will all be tallied by electronic polling or reading equipment. And mm -hmm. it will be certified by the office on the 20th. And then it will be, I don't know what the right word is, by the 23rd, three days later and ready for being turned in at the state level. Yeah. So it'll be certified on the 20th and reported to the state by the county clerks on the 23rd. On the 23rd. And then what will the state then be able, is the, is the 23rd a day we're gonna stay up late and see who won? <laughs> really by the 20th, everybody will, will have been reporting out those numbers. Okay. So most, it's very unlikely that anything more than a, a, a vote or two is gonna change okay. uh, once we work on these reports. So what happened to the people that were uh, out-of-state people already that mailed them in. Uh, is that still happening in any way, shape, or form this year? Or I'm just trying to see where they meet up with the regular vote. Yeah. So um, if you're out of state and you you know you're in the U.S. and you have access to the post office, you'll you know mail back in your your ballot. Okay. Um, overseas voters have a, a slightly different set of rules depending on whether they're military or permanent foreign residents. Um, some of those can uh, actually email back ballots, although they do give up some privacy in doing that. Right. Uh, but it's a very specific set of, of people. I, it, it really sounds well thought out and it doesn't sound as scary as you might hear some politicians making it sound Absolutely. on television. But yeah. there still is, for instance, most people don't think about their voting when they move. So if somebody moved, and I'm sure the envelope says do not forward, your yeah. ballot may not catch up with you. And there's no effort being made to find those people. They just didn't notify the voting office that their address had changed. And hopefully they've registered wherever they are in a new address. And, and their ballot will not get counted. If right. And, and, and that also brings up an important point that I, I, I really would like everybody to hear is that 
in the past, we've sent sample ballots. This year, we won't be doing it. You'll get a, a postcard from me indicating your, your polling place and, and where the drop boxes are. But if you do get a piece of official election mail and it's not for you, let's say it's for a previous owner of your house or uh, a, a child of yours that is moved out and you know, started their life somewhere else or a deceased family member, whatever, please return that to us. Make sure just write, you know, uh, move left no forwarding address, deceased or whatever, right. so that we get these back and we've got a fighting chance of keeping the voter database Clean. correct. Okay, so so good. I, it sounds pretty straightforward, although it's different. Anytime something's different, it's not as straightforward as it sounds. Right. <laughs> Circular conundrum. Um, but I think you've helped. You've gone a long way to help us understand what we can do. This is my second time through it. So I think I understand it maybe a little bit more than somebody listening the first time. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a ballot envelope. It's got a great big red thing across the bottom. You can't miss it unless you threw it away. If you did, you can call and get another one. Inside, it's going to be a letter explaining things, a ballot, a certification envelope, and a return of transportation envelope, transit envelope. You need to fill out the ballot. You need to put it in the certification envelope. You need to seal that, fill it out, and sign it. You need to put that inside the great big transit envelope and drop it in the mail, take it to a polling place on election day, take it to a drop-off station anytime between them on election day, including election day, or bring it down to the county offices. And if somehow your signature doesn't match, the sooner you turn it in, the better the chance you get of getting it. But even if you turn it in on election day and the day after somebody opens it up, it doesn't match, you're gonna be given 10 days or so to cure that signature issue. So it will still count. I, I think it's understandable. I hope everybody listening in agrees. Yeah. And when, and when you put the link for my website on there, I've got videos in English and in Spanish. Wow. That goes through filling out everything. Wow. That's great. That's great. I'll make sure that's there. And I, I hope everybody takes some time and takes a look. Well, Steve Peter from Joe Peters. Thank you for your time. We've spent about uh, a little less than a half hour on this. And I think if you are looking at this and it makes perfect sense, tell your friends about it and ask them to take a look if they've got any questions. And if all else fails, you can still call City Hall and somebody will walk you through it. Um, yeah. But it huh. is pretty straightforward. But as my better half says straightforward for everybody else is not straightforward for me. So sometimes you need a little more nurturing. We all learn and digest things in different ways. Absolutely. Steve, I thank you for your time. And uh, hopefully we'll meet again at another meeting in Somerville. And uh, good luck with your second half of your term, which uh, I guess your, your second 60% of your term, your first 40 is almost over. Yep, yep. So hopefully it's less eventful than this uh, this year has been. I don't think we. I just had. I don't know if you know Al War, who writes for the Democrat. He and I just had a long conversation, and we both concluded, no, nah, it probably won't be any better. <laughs> we can all hope it will be. Thanks again. All right, my pleasure. Bye bye. Wow, that was a lot of great information that Steve gave us in the last thirty minutes. I'm going to put a link to his site below so that you can 
log on yourself and see the things that he's talking about. And once again, my name is Joe Peters. I'm with Coldwell Banker. My site is jpeters.com, J-P-E-T-E-R-S.com, and I can be reached at 908-238-0118. One of the biggest decisions in your lifetime is buying or selling a house. Choosing a realtor with strong client communication, technology, and marketing skills will dramatically improve your chance of success. That's why Hunterdon and Somerset's residents rely on Joe Peters. Joe believes his clients deserve a smooth and seamless experience, not a roller coaster ride. As a Coldwell Banker sales associate with 20 years of experience, he's helped hundreds of people to achieve their goals and dreams, no matter where they were in the buying or selling process. Here's what his satisfied customers have to say. Joe guided us through the process of selling our home and made a complicated transaction appear seamless. Joe is diligent and responsive without being pushy and truly keeps his clients' best interest in mind. He would return calls within minutes if he didn't pick up. Joe accomplishes this by approaching every transaction from a business perspective. Initially, he tries to fully understand your goals and dreams and make them his own. Then he takes the mass amount of data that's available and distills it down to a few understandable action points. And finally, he controls the entire process through technology and marketing. The end result to you is a smooth, rewarding customer experience. Let Joe show you how to take his professional expertise and put it to work for you. To contact Joe, go to jpeters.com. You can call 908-238-0118 or text to 908-304-4660.